Welcome to the Pokemon Raceway Podcast, powered by ESPN 840. Is your host, Kevin, alongside... JJ. And... Kevin. Oh my gosh, we have all three hosts here. What? But there's also one other special guest. Someone crashed the party. Big crash party. Like... Bling bling got a championship ring. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, got the championship <laughs> ring, but not wearing it. No, you I can't tell because we're on the radio. A, I know. <laughs> well, it's uh, Joseph Newgarden. How are you guys? We're good. We're this actually in um, the Pocono Raceway Studios. We're normally in ESPN 840 in Stroudsburg Studios. So this is this is the first time we've ever taped the podcast here at the track. This is crazy official feeling. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. It's, yeah, it feels like super, a real thing. It's super weird. Normally, I'm used to like hearing a driver and looking at like a wall or you, but now we sit next to you. They normally call in. Yeah. Oh, they normally call in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This, yeah. So this is the this, you're the first driver. Come on. In first live. Yeah, live. What? Yeah. We should have done something special. We are. I mean, we kind of are. We're on a couch. You know what's going to happen next. We should film this. We, I mean, are we filming this? We're not filming Somebody's it. Film I mean, someone, we we're got, recording. Are you, are you live on Instagram? We're live on oh, Instagram. Right. So, hey, for everyone who watched the podcast, you already saw this on Instagram. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But keep listening all the way through what's to the keep delay? our numbers What are you guys, like a week after? Oh, after week, one week. week yeah. Yeah. One week. Yeah. Six How about days, podcasts? Actually. Six days? Podcasts are taking off, man. They're like super taking off, yeah. right? Like Every, everyone does them. Everybody's yeah. doing one, but I think ours is the best. Of course, there's a couple good ones out there, but but ours is definitely the best, right? I would hope so. I would. I mean, I'll vouch well, for it. so we have so then also so we're in our media center. We just got, we're, we're wrapping up season kickoff media day, and, and Zach from the Pokemon Record. What's the name of your podcast? Pride of the Pokemon. That's a good one. You should all go list, give it a listen. That's a beautiful name. Pride After you listen to the Pokemon Raceway podcast, powered by ESPN Forty. One of our nicknames. Pride of the Pride of the Pokemon. Pokemon Raceway. The Pride of the. How about this? We trademark it and then yeah. we take a podcast oh. off the air. All right. Exactly. Trademarked. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is that is an attack right there on you. <laughs> but anyway, um, so the premise of our podcast is as this is laid back as it normally is anyway. We basically asked drivers and celebrities who come on. The first one who rolled out was actually Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champ. Was like, sure, you guys are doing a podcast for the first time? I'll be your test pilot. And I was like, you have more wins than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. Jimmy's a cool dude. Yeah, but he, I was like, okay. So he came on. He actually told Kevin he hated him. Yep. Because of his age. Uh, hey, man. It, it's all right, though. I he, can't I can't wait till he's up here next week so we can actually talk about that and see see where we stand. He didn't like you because you were younger? Something like that. Yeah, he asked me how, how old, old are you. I'm a, I'm 26. I should have, I should have asked you. I think yes. you're the youngest I'm, one. On I'm glad he didn't meet me because I'm younger than him. So You're 27? 27. Yeah, bro. So is Kevin. No. I'm you, the baby. You're the baby? 25. Get off the You're 25? All right. Yeah. I thought you were 22. You guys are so, <laughs> so young. Oh. See, but I don't I don't look like I'm 26, so if I take my hat no, off. You shaved no, that beard, you. Yeah. I think you'd look pretty young. Yeah. You should maybe. grease that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're talking about uh, Kevin, uh, who, who, if you see in the picture, doesn't have any hair, but uh, you look great in that hat. Thanks, man. I'm getting a new one next week. <laughs> so anyway, back to the premise of this podcast. The we're already podcast, off the rails. We're off it. It's supposed to be about um, you sharing your story about how you got your big break in the sport. Um, we know we know every driver has different ways they got into racing. We want to hear kind of what was that what was that story that got you the the ride to be in the Verizon in the car. What did Jimmy say, Jeff Gordon? No. <laughs> what did he talk about? He talked about racing El Cajon and how he came up and how he oh, went from, yeah. you know, uh, riding on dirt and off-road and two he's wheels. Got, he's got a crazy story, right? He does. Well, his crazy story, I mean, he, so Jimmy's background, it's just, I just know this from, I interned at Hendrick Motorsports. Okay. My first year I in didn't sport. Know that. Yep. Right on. And um, Jimmy's basically, it was supposed to be a motocross. 
And uh, a lot of his buddies, unfortunately, one of his best friends passed away. So he decided this is just too much and it was too much for you know anyone to really handle. So he decided to step away from it and um, started running, uh, I believe it was off-road. And then Chevrolet picked him up. Yeah. And he realized that if he wanted to make any money, he had to do certain things. So he moved to you know, Charlotte area and um, Kevin's taking a selfie. <laughs> 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 um, but Side after note. that, he just, you know, he got his start and similar to what Rick Hendricks saw in Jeff Gordon, this guy who was just basically riding the wheels off a car at Atlanta, saw Jeff saw that in Jimmy and said, this, this is the guy you got to give a shot right. to. and. You know, what's cool about this is no one, I, I don't think, I, I, in my opinion, there's no one that has the same story. No, there's no always one. a little difference. I mean, you know, you can, you look at baseball or, or basketball or football, like there's a lot of people that can have the same story. They're like, well, I played in high school, went to college here, and then I got drafted here, and then I went to this team. You know, it, it nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that it's so much easier to fantasize how do you how do you take that route to become a professional football player or a baseball player whereas racing there's no real right or wrong way to do it you know there's there's just not and everyone's got a different story everyone's had different help from different people and uh, I was kind of the same way. I, st- I I always loved cars when I was younger, and I grew up kind of loving like Matchbox cars. No, like uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like Matchbox. Yeah, I like that too. Hot my wheels. sister once split my head open with a Matchbox car. That's terrible. Yeah, she, younger sister, she chucked the back of my head. She's still a four year old. That's what happened. She had an arm. But what'd you do to deserve it? Nothing, man. I was just sitting there. She tormented me, and then she, and then it was blamed on me while I'm getting stitched up in the it ER. It makes so much more sense. It makes now. a ton of sense, right? right? Yeah, this is all, all explained. Now. Everything makes sense. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I loved cars growing up, um, just race cars specifically. You know, I watched everything. I mean, it was IndyCar, F1, NASCAR, sports cars. I mean, it didn't really matter. I just liked race cars. And and so when I was, uh, you guys yep. are just giggling. posing for photos now. <laughs> this whole live thing with an audience, man. That's why. That's why I'm saying we need to do this. My live. My, my undiagnosed ADD is kicking in right oh, now. There's man. too many sensory things going on. He's, like, he's about to take this mic and run off the stage. It's a good thing it's not a wireless one. He'd be in the, the yeah, room. He would be. He would be. Hey guys, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> so no, anyway, but, uh, back to you. Back to you loving cars and growing up. Yeah. So I loved I loved race cars and I always wanted to be part of that but there was no there's no real outlet you know especially in Nashville Tennessee where I grew up there was no carts uh, there's not a lot of options if you want to become an open wheel driver so I finally convinced my dad when I was 13 to, to drive to Indianapolis essentially and try you know to find a go-kart track and to get into the sport and that's what we did so when I was 13 my, my dad uh, took me up to Indianapolis we went to Newcastle Indiana that was 30 minutes east of Indianapolis and, and that's where I started racing go-karts at 13 years old, did it for two years, and then it was going really well, and we got into cars after that. And so, you know, that's that's sort of the start of the journey, but I think it's hard what to... What have you driven? Because a lot of IndyCar drivers always surprise me because we had um, Robert Wickens and James Hinchcliffe on, yeah. and their resume, I mean, Wickens' resume is... A lot of people don't realize how much stuff he's driven and how successful he is in Europe here in series that... That they don't get the love that IndyCar, NASCAR get. But what other cars did you grow up running? Yeah, so I grew up running Skip Barber. Was like the first car I got into. It was pretty much the easiest segue into uh, open wheel racing. You know, actual open wheel racing cars from carts. So when you, you know, when you do karting, you eventually have to make the transition to to cars. Skip Barber was like the cheapest formula to do that. They had regional series all over the place. They had a national championship. It used to be here. 
Did they used to I come think here? Nick used to run. Mm-hmm. Okay, Barber. that would make sense. Hey, they used to run everywhere. So that was the best. That was the best thing to get into. And at the time, in 2007, it was really, it was really a great time for Skip Barber. They had 30 plus car fields. All the good young junior talent in the U.S. would go there that wanted to race Indy cars one day. That's pretty much where they went. And so I did that for a year or two. Um, uh, two years specifically, and then and then that kind of sent me over to Europe. I ran British Formula Ford. I ran GP3, which was a feeder series to Formula One. Then I then I got back to run Indy Lights after that, and then Indy Lights is really what what fed me into IndyCar. As you know, Indy Lights is kind of the the feeder series for that. And, and I mean, obviously, you've had nothing but terrible luck in IndyCar, um, not winning anything like when we kicked off the show. Um, but what is it like now? knowing that you are driving that number one car you are i mean is there is there added pressure this year to me no i mean i think you always have the pressure look when you get when you get into one of these paid seats and you're you know considered a professional driver there's always pressure there okay you always have to do your job you always have to you know be working well within your environment i mean there's a lot of people you're dealing with dealing with a lot of mechanics engineers uh, management then you've got all the partners um that you that you have a part of the team so there's just a lot that's asked of you. And if you're not doing that job at any point, then they'll just get someone else to do it. So I, to me, the stress is always there. Whether you've had the success or, or you haven't, it doesn't matter. You always have that that sort of pressure to do well. And, and to me, it's always felt like a constant thing. So with that success, Kevin and I talked about this yesterday. Last year on our... Uh, at that point, it was Three Sides Thursday, now which is now 33 seconds. Oh, yeah. We were asked yeah. to name different kinds of triangles. And I don't know if you remember I do. the I do remember this. Joseph Newgarden uh, triangle. It was philosophy one hundred and one. You met a you met a college student. I like the triangle. Yeah, yeah. It, but I I think I think you're at the oh. second stage of the triangle, right? What did I say? Hold on. It was it was wasn't it birth success death? death. Yeah. Wasn't it that? Yeah. You already. I mean, that's the triangle of life, boys. All right, that's just how it works. <laughs> that is it. You asked me the crazy hypothetical question of to just name all the triangles in the world. <laughs> and, well, that most, could have meant anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best, I mean, you probably out of all the media days last year when we said name a type of triangle, we were looking for isosceles, we were looking for you know right angle. But I wanted, and to all of a sudden it. he's just like. L.A., Miami, New York, triangle. And I was like, where is he it going with triangle? It makes these three points, man. You can make three points out of anything, right? He's got a point. That's that's the best answer, I think, out of that question. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's actually spawned Kevin's kind of tagline to this podcast with it. It's come full triangle. Everything's full, tri- full triangle. That's yeah. right. Everything in Pocono Raceway comes full triangle. It does. It does. There's your next saying. Yeah, right there. That is the tricky triangle where everything comes full triangle. Boom. Done. This is marketing one. Zach trademark the tricky Zach triangle still from the Pokemon. Right Pokemon yeah. Don't take everything it. comes full triangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like what you said. <laughs> the tricky triangle, triangle, the pride of the Poconos. Everything. Yeah, yeah, we're taking it. We're taking everybody's taglines. We're, we're taking not, it. We're gonna keep You're them done. <laughs> You're absolutely done. But the other thing that we, you know, we've always had fun with these videos, and, and the IndyCar drivers have always embraced them, and we, and we appreciate it. You've been. Uh, who We've embraced s- them more, the NASCAR or the IndyCar guys? You guys. You guys. Do we embrace Media Day, the me- at those or, or what? Oh, my gosh. And and Andy is here. He's actually shooting from us right now. Here's a photo. That's the time we talked about Andy in that pause. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the crazy thing about IndyCar Media Day was um, we went down to Birmingham for uh, Barber Test. It was like the spring session. It was, I think, probably your first year. It was our first year in the Yeah, sport. yeah, because that's, that's where we did the media day. Yeah, yeah good point. So we went down there, and they said, well, what do you guys want to do? And I said, well, here's the idea. We want to have some fun, but we want to make it like 
candid like on the street on the go so brandon who was our president and ceo at the time um who had moved on to nascar and everyone knows who brandon is basically if, if you're listening to this brandon if you're listening to this hope daytona's treating you nice we hey, miss brandon. you um hey brandon happy late birthday oh yeah no, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Yeah. birthday yeah happy birthday all right i was gonna sing happy birthday but i know that sometimes you can't sing on these shows so um but there's trademark trademark yeah. issues yeah just like pride of the poconos that's right um so the uh, the other thing that that we have there was when we went down, Brandon took the microphone and basically just did candid interviews while these guys were popping in of like Firestone, and then they were popping over and doing Chevrolet, and then Brandon was just like, boom, microphone in your face, and I was like, I'm trying to tape this, like this is insanity. Um, but the one I was going to tell you before, which which I, we were doing our media thing, I said I have a story to tell you. So Hildebrand, um, it was the year after the Indianapolis 500 where, unfortunately, turn four, the tire, yeah. you know. So Brandon is doing this interview and we checked with um, his PR person at the time. And uh, so we're going to ask him this question. He was like, yeah, man, cool, no problem. I think it'll be funny with it. You guys are comical anyway. So he told him, you know, cool thing for you is poking race bowling has three turns. Oh. Yeah. I mean, oh, it didn't get it, on the it, streets. It didn't get silent. It got that was a bleak question came out of Jr's mouth, and there was just this stare down. And Brandon was just like, "Well, we came here expecting to cross the line. We figured out where that was." Oh man, yeah. You know what I'm surprised at is that I'm guessing it was Mike Kitchell. Was it the, may ha- may or may not have been Kitch? <laughs> poor Kitch. I bet Kitch was like, "Yeah, that's a great question." It'll be but the cool, best one. Don't worry about it. When he walked away, Kitch was like, "I told him not to ask that question." <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. But well, you know the the thing about this is, I'm going to go off in a sideways direction, but you're going to go off one of the corners of the triangle. No, yeah, I'm off the triangle right now. Um, it, hopefully, Jr. I I hope I hope so bad. That Jr. wins the 500 one day because a he is good enough to win the 500 absolutely and talented two it will be so great to see that for him because yeah. I can you just imagine all the grief he's gotten for that turn four deal which you know it sucks it sucks to get the grief for that which you know to me he doesn't deserve especially it especially from a track promoter who just got back into the sport after 24 year hiatus yeah, but I get it I get the question it is funny it's funny yeah but you know it's also tough but yeah but day. back to the thing I think you've embraced I think these guys who who see the videos uh, you out of all people like when we decided we we're gonna do this season kickoff year two i was like gotta get joseph here and everyone's like what i was like, gotta get joseph here gotta and do it got it and you're here and you've been a great personality you've been great with the media members you guys were awesome because i think that video last year you were in it i think hinch was in it as well and oh, between yeah, your thousand different kinds of triangles and Hinch just eating like a bowl of soup the entire time. Yeah, I was like, like he, he was eating like bear, like acai berries or he something. Like, he was like, I don't know what it was, but he was just eating the entire. Interview. He walks in, he walks in, and 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 he already had an attitude. He walked in and he goes, "Let's do this," and and he was already messing with you, like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep eating while I do. He this goes, interview. "Can I eat?" And I'm like, "No." Like, no, and no he goes, you can't. Well, He's like, okay, well, I'll I'll eat breakfast. Then. And I was like, well, we'll accommodate. We'll let you do it. And then he went off like on a ten minute tangent, like he does about a topic <laughs> we can't discuss, which you probably understand which one it is, but we can't talk about it. But he did that for ten minutes, so he had us in like laughing. It's all we have all his footage, and we can't use yeah, it. No ever. one can see it ever. ever. I know. Can I see it? You can. We'll show it to you. Oh, man. That's going to make everyone so jealous on this podcast. Andy, crack open the computer. <laughs> <laughs> With um, your success, then the other thing we always try to do on this podcast to bring it back, you know, full circle. Mm, full triangle. Full triangle. I was Andy, waiting for you to... Yeah. 
That's why I did it on purpose. I have Kev. a question though. Why, why are you even here right now? What do you mean? Yeah, we kicked you have off. You last listen, week. Have you listened to the podcast, podcast. Last, from last week? We did it with uh, Austin Sindrick, another team. Says the, guy, says the guy to us to make sure that you have your clock in and clock out hours so you can get paid every I didn't fire you. JJ fired you. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't fire you. We just, said, we just said you're going to have, we're going to have to wean you off the podcast. Is that what happened? It was decided? It was decided last week? Yeah, we took I uh, this. Yeah, I wanted to give the full attention to your media event <laughs> and figure out everything to make sure Ben and Nick had the correct talking points. And then these guys filled in for me with Austin Sindrick, yep. one of your Team Penske teammates, yeah. to do a remarkable, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm sure it's great. It was fantastic. Podcast. And then these guys come back and tell me that I don't need to be on the show anymore. And it was my idea. Oh, I see Actually, it was my idea. I this podcast, but it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's just like you know what? We got this. You you take care of the things you need to take care of. We we got it. We'll stand behind the microphone. We'll make funny ha-has. And you just boys, you know what they say? Don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's a good point. I'm actually scared. I'm bro. He's in the back of the room. He's back there. That's that's. Yep. Shout out Ben May, President. You don't want to. You don't want. Let's not bite Ben's hand. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have made more episodes. This is than double digits right here. This is ten. This is ten. This is number ten. This is number ten. This is the second time we've outperformed Ben's thoughts because you remember the Chronicles. We didn't think we were past. <laughs> we didn't think we were getting past episodes. We do a three. weekly series. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we do a weekly series, and, and yeah. we and and uh, I think season one, episode two, the season one, episode one, thirty minutes long. It was thirty minutes. We were like, oh, we're creating like a sitcom, <laughs> right? Terrible. I mean, it was Way it, like hundred views. It's and then finally long. going into year number two, we decided, all right, we'll shorten them up and make these small little bits. So um, again, the guy who's taking the photos. Another pause. So, uh, with that, he he, we did what forty four episodes last year. We have forty four on the on the docket, and then he does all of the shooting, and then all the thirty three tricky seconds. So, mm-hmm. um, our video series have taken off, and and it and I think a lot has to do with um, the race team, especially on the on the racing side, like Team Penske. You embracing when we put these videos out. So, thank you for that because without that support, man, it's it's huge. I've always thought you guys you guys are one of the few groups that like to have fun. Well, we talked about that. We talked about that earlier today with this this kind of media scrum where, you know, you guys have fun. This is a family business here at this track and you have a great time at what you do. And and you can tell. I mean, that's why I think you get good feedback from the IndyCar guys. You come in and, and we make these, uh, you know, we make these little marketing pieces for the year and we have fun doing them. It's, it's, it's entertaining for us too. It's this whole entire world of content has kind of shaped us and, and we alluded to that earlier too. And for fans who need to understand kind of what we talked about earlier, Facebook slash Pocono Raceway, there is a video of um, the Q and a session that we did. So we're just plugging ourselves here. There you go. Um, check that check out. that out because it was a cool video. Um, but the world of content has shaped everything we do here, but because we're such a short season, right? So between the two, NASCAR weekends, it's seven weeks, eight weeks, weeks. Yep. and then three weeks later, you're here. And then our racing season's over. So, I mean, we le- we really have 14 months to truly sell yep. what we got to do. Um, so, that's why we try to do content to be just relevant throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. And, 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 again, we appreciate you and the IndyCar drivers just embracing what we're doing because this is important to us. I mean, we never thought, like Ben said, never thought we would get to 10. I mean, we, we signed a contract with ESPN 840 to do five episodes. And at five episodes, I said, we'll check it. And right before the fifth episode, um, that was the fifth episode was, was it Hinch and Rossi? Yep. Yep. I think it was. You're not sure. I, I, they were, sounds right. No, it sounds right. And we realized we're probably going to go over a thousand listens, which for us is, you know, we're, we're just in the started. podcast world. We just started. So, um, 
would sign on another 10 and more than likely probably sign on another 10 and just yep. try to keep this thing going. And, and that's the great thing you brought up before. There's all these drivers that we continue to bring on, these personalities, they all have a story to tell because not any of them are the same. Yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, I, I enjoy hearing everybody's story in racing, um, you know, because I know how difficult it is. I know the I know the help you need to get into it. I mean, you really got to have first off everything has to go your way. Like you you got to have the right brakes and not everyone gets them. You know, it's only only some people do. And then you get on top of that having the right brakes and you got to have the help to make those brakes happen. So it's just it, there's an enormous amount of work and things that have to go right to get there and and hearing how that kind of played out for everybody. It's it's always fun. It's fun to listen to people's stories with that. And the story here at the track, just so you're aware, just since you like hearing stories, so this was basically a spinach farm where where we are. This was a spinach it farm. Was, yeah, it was, yeah. In a way, farm. okay. Um, and the way that Doc and Doc Rose got kind of brought into this whole deal was um, for real estate in the area. Mm. And Doc didn't like... Doc was very rigid on what he liked and what he didn't like and didn't like the way that the investors were handling it so he bought everybody out he said I'll, I'll build a racetrack fine I'll do it myself so as the racetrack was being built he basically took over knew nothing about racing knew nothing about anything when he told Doc Rose about it he's like we're, we're in the racing business now and she's like oh I love horses <laughs> so it was going to be a horse wow. track took him to a dirt track on Sunday after church on their Sunday best out front row left no. covered in dirt she's like what have you gotten us into and this is what it's become i mean it's become such a crazy family-run organization i think he went almost bankrupt twice and battles his way out of it and is a fixture i mean in motorsports i mean this you said it earlier when we were talking this is this place is built for any cars pump at their back i mean it was you know i mean people probably a lot of people don't realize that but it was it was built as an indycar track you know and then we talk about the shaping of the corners turn one was trenton Turn two is Indianapolis and, and three is Milwaukee. I mean, those are, you know, those are classic IndyCar tracks. And uh, it, it, it is one of the most entertaining ovals I think we go to. Um, and I think it has such a great link to Indianapolis, not just because of the turn two thing, you know, being similar to, to Indy. But I always felt like if you had a good car at Indianapolis, you have a great baseline to go to Pocono. And if you run a good race at Indy, you can run a good race at Pocono. So it's, it's a really cool link up between the two and and like you said just overall it's it's an indycar place man i mean i know nascar comes here too and and they put on amazing races as well but um i like that indycar's got some good history here kevin jj final questions for i mean i mean he's sitting right next to you so it's gonna be <laughs> kevin go ahead but I, I don't know you were, you were holding this pillow earlier i don't you you mentioned pillow fight but uh i don't want to get into a pillow fight right now but <laughs> four of us are not having we're not having a battle you mentioned <laughs> so, i think the pillow fight's great just no one can see it yeah. is the problem no you know? no and those pillows we can't i mean and they don't know who's winning now how can people judge you know no, but, all you're gonna hear is a bunch of people shouting and screaming and i'm just thinking about bringing these couches back to our office and uh, oh really? Yeah. I mean, you can. We we really only use we're the center work ground table. We'll everything <laughs> right. And we're just going to set them up in a circle. And I have a great question. Covered. Okay. How did you guys get started in racing? You oh, have to three. listen to episodes one, two, yeah. and four. Oh, did you already do this? <laughs> really? We did. We did. Oh we'll, no. We'll give, you, we'll give you the brief. We'll give you the brief. We'll give you the brief. Yeah. Run through. Yeah. Give me the. We'll let the elder statesman go, Mr. Haney. You um, already went through yours earlier, but uh, opportunity presented itself to have an internship at Hendrick Motorsports. Opened up the door. Was going to school up near the track. Uh, met one of the grandkids. Just Medioli, the the fourth, uh, worked for his dad. Worked here at the track. Got an opportunity to move down to Charlotte. Worked for a company that represented Jeff Gordon Dupont Motorsports. Worked at Childress Racing, and then kind of came back home. So yep. I've been here for eight years. But it all revolved around food. Like I met everyone, <laughs> and then worked in a restaurant that Hendrick Motorsports told me to work at in college, and that's where I met 
Jeff Gordon's PR guy, and just steak was included in a lot of my, my success here. So I won a Twitter contest. I had Good to... job, and here he is, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and now I run the Twitter. <laughs> the no, yeah, I, uh, I won a Twitter contest. I uh, was in school for sports management, had to do a project on somebody in the sports industry. I uh, emailed the guy, Ricky Durst, that uh, sent me my tickets or whatever, um, and said, I need an internship. I did my internship, and then I never left. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. I refuse to know, leave. You just never know. Side note, the PR person you have with you today, um, Hobus and I, we go way back. Do you really? Yeah, man. We were like... That makes sense. Our nationwide now Xfinity series, like, the people that worked in that... Remember that year? Was it oh, oh, Yeah, 09, right? So, 09 was... I mean, like, every week... We hung out and we talked shop and we helped each other out. And that's it, awesome. It was a cool, it was a cool little. That's world. how the racing world works, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a tight community, man. I wasn't trying to take away from JJ. No, trying no, to tell no, his that story. That no, more JJ's next. Yeah. So I grew up about a half hour away. So I came here from the time I was probably five and sat in the grandstands. Transitioned to the infield and then he still tries to sit in the grandstand. He's got to work on Sundays. I hide. I put my put my vintage, <laughs> I don't I do the I put my vintage thing, man. t-shirt on, sunglasses, and I go hide somewhere. And then Nick, did you hear that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but then no 20, 2014, I needed an internship and like a uh, just not knowing how to do it. I sent a Facebook message to what turned I got out, what turned out to be Kevin Heaney yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, Ended up in. I'm kind of in. so. Here's the so at the end of the day, coming full triangle. I mean, go ahead, finish your story. I've I've so told my line. Triangle. triangle. Um, ended up interviewing, being the only local intern. I stayed till like October, and Brandon, our CEO, was like, "What are you still doing here? Go like go back to school." I was like, "No, nah, you just get used to it. Like I'm not leaving. Just get." And uh, I I did leave for about two months and got a call from Kevin and Brandon or not Brandon Ben. Uh, about a new opportunity to run the promotions side of things and or join the promotion side of things and uh, came back. And from that point, I, I didn't leave. So that's I, cool. I, that It yeah. was like in your blood, though. You, it, you came it, here it was. as I was, a young guy. I, I, I transitioned well into on the other side of the track. So this is going back to full triangle, man. This is I like these guys. They do an OK job. Thanks, man. Um, but I'm single handedly responsible for them being a part of Pocono Raceway. <laughs> You yep. Twitter contest, I yep. picked you as a winner. Thank you. And then you Facebook message, I led you to an internship. Mm-hmm. Full triangle. Thanks, pal. You guys, you know, you guys make a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Fans, this has been the Poker Raceway Podcast powered by ESPN 84. That's the best way to end it right now. <laughs> best way to end it. Uh, next week's guest is going to be to be determined. We do not know. Uh, so uh, you'll have yeah. to wait and find out. But thank you, Joseph Newgarden, thank for you guys. I appreciate here you having me. We appreciate it. And we'll uh, see you in, in August. August for the ABC Supply 500. Buy your tickets now, brotherswood.com.